0: Morning First Love family, it's Devo time again, and as usual, we're broadcasting live from death row. We're going to be looking at Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 this morning, so let's do this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. This is an often quoted passage, at least at least verse eleven, anyway. I use this verse to encourage people when they are doubtful about God's concern for them, like the new person to the treatment center or the new person to the church. Or, you know, a person who hasn't really been exposed to God before, or maybe they've uh, been told. The wrong thing about God. They interpret him as being a different way than he truly is. Uh, Maybe they're in a, a prolonged season of difficulty, and in such cases, this passage can provide a great deal of comfort. But it's important to note that there is progression involved in this that asks something of us. You see, God is always looking out for our participation. The grace to save is all his, and there's nothing we can do to magnify the effectiveness of that grace, except that we must position ourselves to receive. It's all about positioning, and the position God desires is generated in our hearts. The very first part of this positioning is belief. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me. First, we believe in God and take him at his word. We believe that's true. We believe he is benevolent and loving towards us. We believe that he is full of concern for our state of being. We believe that He doesn't want us cold, tired, hungry or broken. Jesus tells us in Luke 12:24, "Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them." Of how much more value are you than these birds? So first we believe God is for us, and then we call this we call upon him and, and, and we begin to worship. Even though Paul says we should make our requests be made known to God, I don't necessarily think that we need to go down the list of our problems so much as we need to worship and praise God continually. Jesus also said in Luke twelve twenty nine through 31, and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind for all these things the nations and the world seek after. And your father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added to you. My time before the Lord is spent full of, I love you, God. You are so merciful, so beautiful. Fashion me to please you, my king. I sing the songs of David to the Lord, and I do ask for things, though. I ask for things Solomon asked for so that I might better lead my family and the people that God has given to me to influence over, to have influence over. And I I pray for vision and, and greater passion. But the very first thing I do is I ask for forgiveness. See, repentance is something that is ongoing. It must always be there. It must always be at the forefront, praise and repentance. There's always something that requires repentance. No matter how small or inconsequential it may seem, I do not want anything interfering with God's crystal clear channel into my heart and into my mind. In verse 12, it says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And I will listen to you, he says. I think God would rather hear us praising him and loving him than anything else. I can only liken this to my relationship to my wife when she's just curled up with her head on my chest saying, I love you so much. It's much better than, honey, tomorrow could you please finally get the dryer fixed? At last, the the best part is when he says, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. You know, we've all been held captive by different things at different times in our life. And when he says that I will bring you back from your captivity, what he's saying is I'm going to set you free. I'm going to set you free. Your worship, your praise, all of these things come up before me like a, a fragrance, And I am going to set you free so that you can worship me with your whole heart, so that every day you can fulfill the mission that I've created for you, the good works that I prepared beforehand, that you could walk in them. They're to glorify me. They're to glorify me. That's what God has to say to you today. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so grateful that you come to set captives free, to give sight to the blind. I truly was blind, and I was held captive, unable to see the truth and enslaved to a lie. I love you, almighty God, and I praise you with all of my heart. We are yours today and every day. Amen. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow. God bless you. See you. I was a dead man until you love this, dead man back life. this is First Love Church. Welcome home.